Oh yes, oh yay, ladies. I just recorded an interview that I know you're going to love. Joining me on today's show is my friend Georgina White, or Georgie to you and me, of Pineapple White Media. Georgie is a Pinterest coach and expert, and so I was listening with particular interest. You heard about my ad strategy, right? (laughs) As she described to me the many reasons why it makes sense for us online business owners to be leveraging this platform fully. So whether you've just been assuming that Pinterest is only for pumpkin pie recipes, and party planning tips, or you've been savvy to the fact that Pinterest could be doing great things for your business, but you haven't got around to using the platform strategically yet, you're going to love the gold she's sharing with us today. Personally, she had me at evergreen content. (laughs) But we're not only talking about pinning away to profit. I also asked Georgie to share with us the reason why she decided to niche down at a time when she was feeling really overwhelmed and on the verge of either burning out or packing it all in, and how that leap of faith paid off, not just in a thriving business that lights her up, but in a restored sense of balance that she cultivates with intention now. So if you've been feeling overwhelmed lately, I think you're going to really love what she has to share and it will resonate really deeply with you. And so let's get stuck in and talk all things pivoting, pinning, profit and finding the perfect pair of grey boots. I mean, it'll make more sense when we get there. (laughs) Let's go to the show. You're listening to the Limitless Mother podcast, bringing you strategy, mindset, and a dash of woo. If you want to learn how you can balance motherhood and money-making beautifully, if you want to learn the strategy, mindset, and manifestation tips you need to do more of what lights you up, attract more ideal clients, make more money, and enjoy more time freedom, if you want to create this vision of success because you are a mother, not in spite of it, then you are in the right place, my love. I'm your host, success coach, business mentor, mother, and tea drinker, Corey Javid. So join me while we explore what's possible for us as mothers and business owners when we remove the limits. Hello, hello, Limitless Mothers. It's me, Corrie Javid from CorrieJavid.com. How are you doing? Oh my goodness, I've got such a good interview guest on the show today. I've got Georgie White from Pineapple White Media. You're going to love her. Um, I hope you're having a fabulous October thus far. Have you had a wonderful weekend? I've had the best weekend lots of time down at the beach, went for a run while the little one cycled alongside me. That was our first time really doing that in a big kind of way. Worked very well. I'm going to be doing that more. (laughs) And we got baked goods another day from our favorite little bakery near the beach and walked down and sat on the beach. Even though it rained for a teeny bit, we kind of just sought out some shelter underneath somebody else's beach hut and then stayed. Just so much wonderful time outside. I don't know if you've noticed by my Instagram stories, but I'm just obsessed with being by the water lately. (laughs) I can't get enough of it. Um, So otherwise, what's been going on over here? Well, of course, I am just becoming increasingly obsessed with my Elevated Abundance Mastermind ladies. They are just so cool. I just love hanging out with them and helping them and just what watching them grow and achieve things already. We've only had two calls and these ladies are on fire. It's so incredible. I I knew that it would be this way and yet still I am basking in the the wonder of it. Just seeing it these ladies leverage the energy of each other and really use it to leap forward so fast. It's just so incredible. They've been doing so many incredible things like, I mean, taking some proper downtime. Can we just all applaud that? I know that as a mother and a business owner, it can feel easy to tell yourself that that's not possible for you. Well, one of the ladies in the group felt really supported in making that happen and took all of Friday to herself and had just the most fabulous and adventurous time. Yay. Uh, One of the ladies fully booked out not just one, but nine workshops. Count them, nine workshops. Can we just give her a round of applause? We've had ladies taking actions on all sorts of things that had been kind of put on the back burner. You know how it is in business. Sometimes you keep thinking, oh yeah, I want to do that. Oh, I'll get to it. But when you don't have your energy on point, it can be so easy to fall into that kind of hamster wheel cycle where you're just kind of doing a lot of busy work in your business and not getting to some of those business growth things. We've had ladies getting to those business growth things, things like re-engaging their email list, things like updating and getting their eBooks out there, you know, those kinds of things that will make a difference. But 
we can sometimes find hard to fit in in the day-to-day. Um, we've had ladies finding a way to tap into their elevated energy when doing business activities that used to feel like a bit of a chore and all of a sudden, guess what? Loving them and seeing huge results. One lady in particular, her thing was content creation. She just wasn't that jazzed um, with content marketing previously and she found a way to tune in to how it could feel good to her, brought that joy and fun to it and had a post go viral in her um, niche. How cool is that? Um, One of the ladies had her second biggest sales day ever in her business. Another was booking clients into a brand new program. We've had people making big business changing decisions. I mean, oh my goodness, I could just be going on about this, but all of the things, it's so, so cool. So much momentum, so much energy, which sounds obvious to say, given that it's a mastermind based on energy, but it's just so good. And I am absolutely loving it. Can you tell? Buzzing a little bit over here. So, um, that's what's been going on over here. Do let me know how you are. Send me an inst- uh, DM on Instagram. I always love to hear from you. Let me know that you're listening and what you take away from today's show. And you are going to take away a lot from today's show. So joining me today is Georgie White from Pineapple White Media. She is a Pinterest coach, an account specialist, and she provides Pinterest marketing training to support the likes of you and I, the online entrepreneurs. And she does that nationally here in the UK, but also internationally as well. She's also recently listed as one of the 40 top digital women to watch in 2020. And I happen to agree with that, right? So Georgie, superpower is very much taking Pinterest and helping you understand how to use it strategically in your business. If you've been thinking that Pinterest was just somewhere to go for recipes, decor and and whatnot, then think again because Pinterest can really be helping your business. So I'll be honest, little bit of a (laughs) selfish reason for having Georgie on the show. Well, not selfish so much, but as you know, my ads growth strategy went up in the smokiest of smokes, as we keep saying. And so I've been exploring other ways to grow my business, of which there are many, obviously. Don't let anybody tell you that ads on a particular platform are the only way. And Pinterest is definitely something I've already had in the back of my mind for a long time because I've, I've known Georgie. She's a friend and a previous client of mine for a long time. And I really understand the benefits um, in many ways of Pinterest, all the more so having just interviewed her. <laughs> but it's been something that's been on my mind for a while. Um, And it's something that we're going to be exploring over here. And so I will share with you, you know, our experience of that as we get stuck into a Pinterest strategy in a real way. However, I thought, well, as I want to kind of have a bit of a refresher, get my brain around how I can be really leveraging this platform strategically and the kind of things that it can do for my business. And I thought, well, why not have this conversation with Georgie, bring her on the show, and we can all benefit from her wisdom. Good plan, right? (laughs) So without further ado, let me welcome today's guest to the show. Welcome to the show, Georgie. Hi, Corey. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. I'm excited to have you. Um, Georgie's joining us from her fabulous, fairly new to her office, isn't that right? Yes, it's very um, large. It might, it's, it's a bit echoey, actually, because I haven't quite got enough fun. Just got so much space I here. So much space <laughs> and no other people yet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. So I'm excited for the listeners to get to know you. So I'd love it if you could tell everybody who, a little bit about who you are, what you do, and also a kind of potted history of your business yeah. thus far. Um, okay. So I'm Georgie White. Um, I'm the founder of Pineapple White Media, and I'm a Pinterest um, marketing agency based in the Cotswolds. Um, and I have um, done a few little pivots, and my business has changed quite a lot. So historically, um, well, I've had quite a long career in some sales, marketing, and PR back in the day. Um, and then uh, the latter, latter 10 years of my career before I moved into this was in recruitment. Um, and I specialised in creative design recruitment for marketing agency in the Midlands. And I absolutely love that because I got to work with creative types all the time, look at lovely portfolios and place people into agencies and in-house creative teams. And I, I loved it. But um, along came my little boy in 2016. And I quite quickly realized I didn't really want to return back to the kind of corporate style world. And recruitment's mm, quite yep. full on. And um, <clears throat> I didn't really want to be driving around the country going to clients and stuff. So yeah, I, yeah, and he was a baby. So I, but I quickly realized I really wanted to 
kind of get back into the work thing quite quickly. So even when he was about six mm. months old, I was like, yeah, I want to start doing something now. So I started doing a little bit of social media on the side for um, a few people I knew and family and stuff. And I enrolled in a social media course and mm. trained. So I trained to become um, a social media manager. And I, that took about six months. And it was a, a bit of a journey and, and very interesting. And then I, <laughs> we both did the same course, yeah, didn't we? We won't mention the name, but yeah. <laughs> and then I, uh, I always had in mind that I, whilst I wanted to do the management side, I also wanted to coach and I wanted to do things like workshops. And at the time, the workshops um, weren't, there wasn't that many workshops around. So it was quite a new mm. thing. So about four years ago, three and a half years ago. So I um, uh, decided to do that. So I was doing a bit of management um, and then I gradually did lots of workshops and started doing one-to-ones and I was focusing on um, Instagram predominantly and then started doing Pinterest. Mm. And as I was going along, I was thinking, hang on, Pinterest is really kind of the um, core relation here and it's not being given Mm. sort of uh, same... Uh, importance that it really should be being given um yeah. especially over in the states where it's getting a lot of kind of um a lot of focus and it's always been a bit of a household name mm. um and so I sort of really invested and dug down into learning teaching myself as much as I could and going to resources to find out more about Pinterest and I started teaching Pinterest and doing um, one-to-ones and workshops mm-hmm. then beginning of mid of last year I decided that enough was enough I couldn't do both um, yeah and I needed to invest all that time and energy into becoming an expert in Pinterest and so I dropped Instagram which was a bit of a yes um, especially because Instagram like you said I think in our kind of our online business owning space people feel like Instagram is some kind of pinnacle or maybe yeah. it's just the favored platform for like our demographic or yeah. something and so I bet that you know letting go of Instagram felt a little bit scary it was right? it was scary um and, and a lot of my own clients and network were there and mm. um it was slightly daunting because not only was I having to kind of um re uh focus where where my teaching was and my learning and stuff but actually it wasn't so easy as sort of deciding right well I'm not doing Instagram now I'm doing Pinterest it was um I actually found that I had to first educate people a lot more on Pinterest um Mm. you know via my Instagram channel to get to get people interested let alone to actually start telling them tips and tricks about Pinterest so I try and give as much value as I can on my Insta feed um, which is, you know, so important, um, I think, in, in all social media. But whereas I was able to give tips and explain things and use lingo, perhaps that people knew on the inst- in the Instagram world, mm. people were sort of not just didn't get Pinterest. So I had to kind of go back to basics to try and educate people. And so I've kind of been trying to fly a flag for Pinterest in the UK and trying to raise its profile. And, and um, so yes. far, it's going quite quite well. So yes, absolutely. Well, you've you've banged yourself some award nominations and all that uh, sorts as a result. Yes, I, I banged on about those a lot this year. Yeah, Good for you. I love that. I love seeing people actually like owning and celebrating their successes like that. So I love yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, both of those were a bit of a shock, I have to say. Um, but uh, they're great and amazing. Uh, it's always great to be nominated for something um, when you're not expecting it. And also when you're in such incredible company with your peers. Mm. That was a pretty, yeah, cool day when I got those nominations. So, yeah. Yay. So, so you decided to kind of pivot or rather like narrow down um, and just really like put your eggs in the Pinterest basket in a good way, yeah, right? Totally. So what gave you the kind of courage to take that leap of faith and sort of let go of your services and offerings in the Instagram side of things and really kind of go all in on Pinterest? Um, I think there was a number of reasons. I think um, at the time, which was sort of about May, June last year, I was feeling like I was trying to be too many things to too many people. Mm. And I felt that at the time to, to kind of to level up my knowledge to the right level, I needed to really invest wholly. And I couldn't be thinking about Instagram and mm. knowledge and trying to keep up with all the updates and stuff at the same time as um really mastering the Pinterest platform which is quite a busy um not there's quite a lot going on on Pinterest it changes quite a lot as do all the platforms Mm. 
Um, so I just really wanted to focus, but I also wanted to focus my message and yes. to not try and be speaking to everybody all the time. So I had this feeling of kind of quite a lot of overwhelm, um, to be honest. And then um, I started listening to your podcast and um, I started thinking, hang on, this isn't normal. I shouldn't be feeling like that. Mm. Um, the overwhelm was too overbearing. Yeah. And um, I think uh, just from uh, listening to, your, to the podcast really early on, um, in fact, it was probably one of the first podcasts I ever listened to actually oh, yeah. um and it's and I and I and I love it and I love every episode and I think it sort of just re- reminded me or, or taught me that I didn't really have to go with the hustle thing mm. and that I could actually manage my day and my business in the way I wanted to and be a mum and all those things at the same time so mm. I think those things went really 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 overlapped um, yes and so then yeah because I'm guessing if if you're streamlining your business and really diving into Pinterest then you're not feeling pulled in two directions inside of your business so we all kind of do end up feeling if we're not careful and we don't know how to manage it pulled in two directions in terms of business and motherhood and then if your business is also kind of fracturing things then that can be even more challenging and exactly. I'm not surprised you're feeling overwhelmed exactly yeah. and, and, and not only that another layer of that is then um kind of being then pulled in lots of different directions in terms of right was was I doing one-to-one coaching or was I doing workshops so mm-hmm. um or was I doing management or what was I doing and there were lots of different other things within that layer as well that needed to be broken down and, and focused and and so now a whole kind of 18 months later I've gone even further in that kind of niche and focus and um and I have to say it feels 100% better mm. before we came on the call you know the, the the difference um of my business journey and where I was is quite remarkably different so yes and you have things so streamlined now and I think people really underestimate the power of being laser focused in your business that doesn't mean like laser focused on the task at hand but actually like laser focused in terms of you know what is it that you're actually doing and stop trying to do so many things stop trying to be all things to all people I think I wonder if I don't know because I don't coach men (laughs) but I kind of wonder if it's a um not uniquely sort of female thing but actually kind of plagues us more because we are raised as girls and young women to feel like we need to be all things to all people we need to be the good student the good daughter the good you know and then as we grow up the good girlfriend the good friend the good you know and it's it's about how we are relating to everybody around us rather than like what do we want what lights us on fire and actually when you can bring that to your business that actually what what excites me the most and let me just really go all in on that and strip away everything else and stop doing things because I feel like I should um and really niche down it's so powerful isn't it it's so powerful I it it totally transformed the way I think and it 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 forms every um piece of content I create and Mm. um sort of thinking about you know why am I talking about this what what is what is the point of this piece of content does it actually reach the people that I'm trying to speak to and like yes you try and spread yourself too thinly you end up just sort of not really informing anybody you're just trying to do too many things and there's too many messages it's too confusing so I think the niche thing um uh, is you know it's hugely talked about at the moment and it's quite it's quite scary to do it and even just having reached down further now into my business you know that still comes with a, a fair amount of trepidation but I think if you make the decision and then see it through, then you start seeing the benefits on the other side. Um, Absolutely. You add a lot more value and everything is a lot more laser focused. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And your messaging can like resonate with people all the more clearly when you're like really niche down and you're super clear on exactly who you serve and exactly how you serve them because you can do what I call like setting up camp in your ideal client's head (laughs) so that you just feel like you just know them so well whereas then you've got like I don't know two or three different ideal clients or that ideal clients feels too vague it's really hard to have your messaging really on point and really kind of channel your energy into it in a way that is just so magnetic Mm -hmm. whereas like 
like you've done when you've niched down like once going from Instagram to and Pinterest to just Pinterest and now you've niched down again to be targeting like course creators, coaches and podcasters, right? It just means you can be so hyper targeted yeah. in your marketing and your messaging. Exactly. I mean, that's absolutely, you couldn't say any better myself. It just, you are just speaking directly to the person mm. and sort of getting into their kind of brain and you're solving their problem and, um, and being that support to somebody and yeah I mean that's it yeah and you can make a bigger impact it's not just about the marketing right like that's the first thing that benefits but you actually you know when you are working in a really sort of niched down way you understand the intricacies the nuances of that market of those people of their challenges and everything so you can actually serve them better exactly because I'm a coach myself I mean I have been now for two years and um um, you know, albeit I'm a self-proclaimed coach, but, you know, I still learn a lot of things along the way. And um, as well as that, just I have a, this really deep love of the creative. And I, I mm. said at the beginning, I really love that part of my recruitment role and creatives and graphics. And, you know, there's nothing more sometimes I love than than sitting and, and spending a morning on Canva creating pin graphic yes. clients and things. I, I really love that. I love all the, the instruments. You've got a really creative yeah. flair. Yeah. I'm very creative. And I, I feel um, I, I once had a blog called Cotswold Create and, and I run my Instagram channel on that as well. But, you know, that that creativity is, is a big part of me. And so working with these kind of clients, creative, whether it's web designers or um, graphic designers or copywriters or coaches of all kinds, podcasts, etc. I get to kind of be involved in that lovely brand telling story and, and um, you know, brand is really important to me. My, my, mm. my little pineapple has done me really proud. So, <laughs> done you proud. Yeah, done me very proud. <laughs> oh, I love that. So one of the reasons that you niched down was partly because of like, this is your passion and these are the people that you want to serve, but also it was, uh, was you know, a response, at least initially, to those feelings of, of overwhelm, right? Um, and kind of trying to balance motherhood and business. How do you find that now, now that you have gone through that niching process? How are you finding kind of balance and the overwhelm? Really good, actually. I would say... Um, I I think about this word over, overwhelm a lot in my week now mm. because bes- beforehand I was experiencing it and I was feeling all of the symptoms associated with that word. So whether that's yeah. mental, physical, um, burnt out, exhausted, not feeling mm. good enough, emotional about it, juggling too many things and actually not achieving that much. And obviously mm. the things that, that I've learned from kind of working with you have been all those sort of managing weeks and days and processes and mindset and stuff and those things I, I it, it surprises me now that I look at that word overwhelm and I kind of think to myself every day I'm not overwhelmed I don't feel overwhelmed anymore everything mm. feels managed and there's it like if you'd have said that to me a year and a half or two years ago I literally would have just said well that I don't know to not feel like that how are you meant to do all the things and be the mother and do all the stuff and not feel like that and now I do feel really different and it feels organized and and you know I've I've been able to put processes into place and niche down and um, create systems in my day and my week Mm. I do um I don't have any client um, calls and things on a Monday generally I do the odd discovery call but generally that day is for me to kind of knuckle down do any learning catching up admin emails creation that kind of thing Mm. and I schedule my management into a couple of mornings a week and the rest of the time is spent around coaching calls so that's all really organized and pretty much take Fridays off if I can I I love that I love that you said about how differently you feel about that kind of like word overwhelm now because I think so many people will resonate with feeling in a place of overwhelm that feels so all-consuming that you can't imagine feeling differently and you think well this is just the trade-off this is just life as a mother and business owner and I think too often we've made it too normal and like we want to kind of make it normal in so much as we want people to feel like there are other people suffering too and you know they're not on their own however we don't want it to be normal that we're all just accepting it yeah yeah, (laughs) just now, I, I'm, I'm, uh, there were points in that period where I really just thought I was going to give up. And, you know, and several mm-hmm. points uh, at the time to where I would have phone um, conversations and 
with with family members or friends who would just say, look, it's just not worth it. I mean, you might as well be working in a nine to five job. And I would be very much of that thought process saying, well, yeah, I would have a steady income and and all the things. Um, but actually, it would detate, just take me away from that flexibility um, as well that I've yeah. grown to really appreciate in my day and now really at school and stuff. Um, and, um, and it would have been really easy for me to have uh, kind of given up. And yeah. I, I, I just kept going. And even in, the, in those really bad moments of overwhelm, I just kept going. And I'm so glad I did because for me to be able to say that I'm not overwhelmed anymore consistently is a, is a big thing. Yeah, it's a huge, that's like life changing, isn't it? Because the quality of life is entirely different if you're not feeling overwhelmed anymore. I get it. Because like, obviously, you you know, I've told you before that when I used to work in the corporate space, that's where I felt the most overwhelmed. I just felt so stretched between trying to keep a career going and manage a big team and all these kind of things and make it look like I was holding all my shit together when I actually wasn't, (laughs) you know, and motherhood. And it just felt like such a kind of wrench all the time. Um, And that's why when I started this business I was like no I'm just not going there I just refuse <laughs> I've got to find another way um but I'm I love that you say um that you feel like so kind of like you can't almost like you know you look at it you're like oh yeah I just I'm not overwhelmed right now and and that's the consistent theme because I really want people to hear that and understand that if you're in that place of feeling overwhelmed like we get it we've been there but it doesn't have to be normal for you. It doesn't have to continue long-term no. for you. You can get out of it. And I totally I get that people um, really feel it like it's never going to like it's never gonna go and how could it be different? And I was, mm. I was that person. And, yeah. you know, and hopefully it won't come back and, uh, and, and it feels great that it's consistently not mm. I can manage it. And I think there are ways of coping with it as well. So like if I find I'm doing too much social media, if I'm you know, scrolling too much, if I'm in Instagram too much, if I'm comparing myself to people too much, or if I'm feeling particularly kind of um, over busy or, or I might look at my diary and go, oh, I packed my diary out too much this week, then mm-hmm. I will stop and make changes to that for the following week. Or I will make a concerted effort to kind of change my habits or I'll go for a run or have a day off. And, mm-hmm. and actually, I get more creative if I have a break. Um, I definitely, yes. if I we all away, do. Yeah. I if I go for a run or something, I think of new ways where I think of Instagram post ideas or work with a client or or something like that so it really helps me yeah I think the thing that's important that you just sort of said in in all of that is that you've got like your tools now like you know like going for a run and creating some space is helpful to you you know and also you're creating that balance with such intention because you're saying you know actually that week felt too booked and let me see what I can do and it's bringing that intentionality into it and understanding that balance is like not a once and done thing it's something we continue to cultivate right okay and I think you know and I, I actually you know so quite a good segue actually into the kind of Pinterest stuff because um one of the the amazing things about Pinterest is that you don't have to be in this complete sort of social world mm. scenario you can manage yes. that in an entirely different way and so um, obviously I enjoy that side of it myself personally um, and so I love to show clients how there is another way we don't have mm. to be entirely kind of relying on this Instagram um, as I said hamster wheel you know posting and engagement and, and being there at 7am to post a post and then back on to kind of answer yeah, guys and questions like, do all the engagement, all the engagement and, yeah. and post at a certain time and use this amount of hashtags and worry about how many likes I've got on all it's a different journey it's a different feeling mm. um, and uh, you can manage it in 20 different ways so um, that's uh, certainly a message that I kind of um, love to to show the difference to people how these two platforms and how social media versus Pinterest is, is very different yes because they are actually two different things aren't they I think that's a bit of a myth that People think that of Pinterest as a social media platform, don't they? Yeah. So, in, yeah, and it's not. It's a search engine. So it's um, yeah. so Instagram and Facebook um, are all places to go and, and have um, create kind of communities and create relationships mm. and have engagement and make conversation and social is the word there, the key word. Um, <laughs> Pinterest is uh, very much more aligned with Google, but it's the sort of aesthetically mm. image-led version of, of Google. And uh, it is a place... Uh, an entirely different space to go with intention um yes and they work in entirely different ways so you know we go to instagram we we intentionally follow someone on instagram but we expect them to see their content in our news feed and we expect to see what they have for breakfast where they're eating what they're, mm-hmm. they're feeling we see them 
We see their really the outfits they put on their kids today. Yeah, we see exactly. <laughs> um, we see the minutiae of everyone's life, basically. Mm. <clears throat> Whereas on Pinterest, we go with an entirely different intention. So our intention is to go and find the answer to a problem. Mm. But we look at it from the, the end user, the pinner's point of view, rather than what I call myself as the creator or the marketer. Um, a, a, a pinner will um, will go with an intention. They'll have a problem or they'll find 30 minutes for themselves to dive into Pinterest for enjoyment. Let's say, and I know typically, um, let's say a, a Pinterest typical user is a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, so they'll go and find time to kind of delve into Pinterest, but they're generally going to be going to look for something, whether that's, you know, um, ideas for meal planning or a big renovation they're doing or business mm. strategy advice or Instagram tips, whatever it is they're going to search for or medical ideas or at home schooling, you know, during um, this last year, that's been a big one, but they go there already with that intention in mind. Yeah. So if you're a service provider or um, uh, you know, a content creator or a coach, whatever you are, whatever your business is, if your content is there, then and it's ready there to to solve the problem, whether your product or your service, then it's a very different um, journey um, than the Instagram, you know. Because mm, people are showing up, presumably more ready. They're already ready to buy. Already yeah, basically, they're already yeah. warmed up. So they go. The Pinterest is like the top of the funnel. So they go to Pinterest to search for the problem. They get served the problem because you've already put your content there, and then they land on your website. And from there on, um, many more yeah. things will occur. Um, Whereas on Instagram, we don't work like that. We go on and we scroll, and but we don't go directly really to find the answer to a problem. Yes, that's true, yeah. Even though there's lots of people... There's a lot of advice. ...sometimes sharing tips and content. Like, it's kind of the sort of thing that you kind of, like, notice in passing rather than you're not going there to look for yeah, it. Yeah, I think know? it comes about, and it might be that on a particular day, somebody happens to serve something up to you that's relevant. Like yeah. You need to know how many hashtags to use in a post or um, what's the latest scoop on Instagram Reels. Yeah, or... I know um, how to eat properly but it it would be by accident rather than an intentional search that you want to get the answers yes yeah that's so interesting I love the way of thinking about it I'm excited to explore Pinterest more so as the listeners all know my Facebook ad strategy went up in smoke so so um yeah Pinterest is one one of the um, avenues that we're going to be exploring and I'm excited to dig into it more because I can see so much potential for the platform I feel like I don't know if let's ask your expert opinion here but I feel like Pinterest is a bit of an untapped resource particularly for sort of the business owners that you're talking about like people like me coaches quote course creators podcasters I mean I'm all three of those right Um, (laughs) and creative service providers maybe not that one but I think it's a bit of an untapped resource for us business owners particularly in the UK does that feel true yeah totally true and uh, um, I think uh, I mean the levels of um, usage in the states are really high. They always have been there. Mm-hmm. They're kind of at saturation point, really. Over here in the UK, um, numbers are growing very, very steadily. So they are one of the focus growth areas for the company. Mm-hmm. And uh, even over lockdown, the, the 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 monthly users has increased dramatically. So I think it was at something like three hundred and forty million before lockdown, and by the end of lockdown, it's at four hundred and sixteen million monthly users. Wow. Um, so it's hugely growing in, in international markets, particularly Europe, UK, um, mm. and uh, very much a demographic of women using the platform, about 80%, 75%, 80 percent but the male demographic is wow. growing as well. And so it is untapped. And it, it, even though it's been going 10 years, and you know, we just had Instagram's birthday last week, we were interested in oh, wow. the same amount of time. Um, it's absolutely an untapped. Um, and, and as I kind of said, like the poor... The poor relation, really, to Instagram, mm. and um, I love the fact that it's now getting a lot more um, kind of importance um, because it is really the only platform that drives traffic. I mean, yes. none of the other platforms do really drive traffic like Pinterest does. Um, yeah, Facebook or Mark Zuckerberg or Facebook will will do as much as they can to keep you on the platform for as long as possible. So that's Instagram and yep. Facebook, and so they make their money through ads and. They want you to be on the platform. Not my money, but no, not your money. <laughs> yeah. um, they they make their money uh, um, by keeping you on the platform for as long as possible, by having yes. new reels and IGTV and stories and and posts and all these things. And, and the the algorithm is geared towards um, uh, various aspects of that. But that that is geared towards the you then seeing their advertising. 
Um, and so they don't really want you to leave the platform, mm. whereas Pinterest really wants you to leave the platform. Pinterest wants you yeah. to go there with intention to search for the problem. They then will show you the answer to the problem and you can click on which one resonates with you. And then they want you to leave and go to that person's website. Mm. Yeah. So it's the very kind of like fundamentals of, of how they're operated and how they run actually means that Pinterest is by necessity the kind of traffic generator yeah. versus like social. Whereas so many business owners are over on social desperately trying to create traffic yeah, for themselves. Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and Instagram, you know, only has one link. You know, we mm, probably all use very tight yeah. things, but they have one link, whereas every single pin has a URL attached to it. Every single pin sends somebody to a place on the internet that's not Pinterest. Yeah. Um, so they're very much encouraging that. They're, they're, their goal is for the, the user's experience to be the best it possibly can be because they know the user will come back and they'll come back again and then they will consume the ads that are there, obviously, because they have to make money. But, yeah. but they don't need you to stay on the platform and, 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 and uh, dance and, um, uh, on, you know, lots of talking to camera videos and, and see what we're having for breakfast. It's uh, Mm. not to knock instagram i mean instagram's an incredible place obviously it's got so many um benefits and amazing tools yes but But i can see how for like business how pinterest can actually be yeah like more beneficial a place to put your time yeah so you can send people to um to to all sorts of different content um not necessarily directly you might want to send them sort of directly to your website first perhaps to a blog content that's got really useful value content in it and within that content you might have a link to I don't know a freebie or um, a template um, or you know watch my latest podcast episode but it's generally the top of the funnel so you're either sending them to something on the website or um, sending them to um, some kind of offer um, and then you can get them on your email list and then you can capture that audience on your email list because after all the email list is the only thing you actually own if Instagram yes. down, which it does, you know, and mm-hmm. we then go to Twitter to find out that it's shut down. <laughs> um, but we, you know, if Instagram shuts down or does funky things, which it does periodically, um, or let's say you get your Facebook ads turned off, <laughs> um, then your email list is like gold. It's anything yes. you actually own in the event of a social media breakdown yeah absolutely absolutely which is why i think it's so important for business owners to always be having a a dual strategy like yes you know it's great to be on social media or wherever um, but always be driving people to your email list because that's that's the real estate that you own as opposed to we're just on borrowed rented property on social And we're at the mercy of the whims of the landlord. Right? Oh my gosh, well, you would know more than most. <laughs> um, so, so we've just talked about traffic as being one of the key benefits of being on Pinterest as a business owner. Well, using Pinterest strategically, presumably, not just being on it and pinning yeah. some recipes yeah. or whatever. Um, but what are some of the other benefits of being on Pinterest for a business owner? Yeah, there's there's a few really key ones. I mean, one of them for me is um, very much about time saving. So mm. I mentioned about sort of social media and having to be showing up all the time. Um, and we can ma- we can actually manage Pinterest in an entirely different way. So we can, you know, once we've got the nuts and bolts, you know, done and we've set up, profile up properly and we've optimized our content we've understood the platform and we've learned all the things and all the pieces of pie that go together to kind of work the platform and understand the platform and put the pins together you can actually manage this platform in an entirely different way so you could select schedule one morning a week out of your month out of your week to to kind of create content and and, and pins and then um, schedule them out so i use tailwind um, as my kind of lifesaver yeah. Um, and they're a, a partner to Pinterest. And you can really manage it that way. So whether you want to do it in a morning or a day a week, or if you want to just use a day a month to go yeah. have a big content creating session and, and uploading and, and pinning, you, you can do that. And, you know, it's not to say that you can just set it and leave and walk away. I mean, I like to so I check in on my clients um, every few days, see how the pins are doing, see if one is particularly sending traffic, maybe one design is particularly sending traffic over another and I look at the analytics and then I look at the analytics on a monthly basis um, to see the changes. But uh, you can manage it in this entirely 
different way. Mm. Um, it's a, and again, you know, that for somebody who is just overwhelmed um, and time poor and trying to do all the things in their business, it's uh, it's a lovely way and, and a bit of a, a breath of fresh air as well. Yes. working. Um, so that's because the uh, the other problem for the the business owner who's spending time on social media is I know like one of the things I coach a lot of my clients around is it's, you have to have so many boundaries if you're going to be on social media for business because like it is a it can be a great tool right but you have to be on there with intention like okay I'm going to go in and engage and I'm going to get out again I'm not going to get sucked in because like you said it's like created just okay. in this way whereas I can't imagine that in the back end of no. like tailwind that you get sucked into anything so. I mean there are tailwind tribes which is like um, a helpful feature for sharing content but it's sort of less um less of a requirement these days um, than the way we use Pinterest. But there's no one there to really have a chat with. You're not getting involved Mm. in in any kind of discussion and then you're not kind of thinking, oh, I need to respond because that will get me a better place on the algorithm and my show. You you very much are not getting involved in that in Tailwind and and you're not really getting involved in that on Pinterest either at all. Yeah. uh, It's very different. Um, The other thing about the social media and the time aspect is that we spend all this time creating content um you know how many hours we spend on canva or whatever app we use to create our graphics mm. and, and, and now reels and things like that and um, we spend all this time creating content for facebook for linkedin for, for instagram particularly i think and then really that content just sort of goes up in a puff of smoke because oh, yeah. about 24 hours an instagram post has really done its day um it's not really discoverable um it's only so far something will scroll down when they're searching on a hashtag to find a piece of content um Mm. so it has this really short lifespan and linkedin has a pretty short lifespan as well about the same a facebook post is meant to have a lifespan about five or six hours and a tweet something ridiculous like 18 minutes so to do twitter properly you should be doing about 20 tweets a day well frankly we haven't got time for 20 tweets a day (laughs) who has time yeah Exactly. Um, I've never, I've never enjoyed Twitter anyway. I I only go to Twitter to find out ridiculous things that are happening in the States and and being said by certain people um, and to find find out the news and to find out when Instagram stopped working. (laughs) Um, But uh, um, on Pinterest, every piece of content has got this incredible long lifespan. So it can be from Mm. four months to forever. You can write. That's amazing. Somebody's write you. You let's say you write a, a blog post about managing. Um, well, let's talk about as we've talked about overwhelm so much. Let's carry yes. on. Um, if you write a, a post about managing it, five tips for managing overwhelm, or you do a podcast about it, or whatever. Um, I have a three-part series, which was this is funny. The three-part series on overwhelm. Ah. I ran ads to it, and that's what got me shut oh, down. Oh my goodness! <laughs> okay, um, yeah. Well, if you have that then you can link that to pins and people are uh, driven um, to that content and they are searching for in the search bar with the intention that they've got helping, you know, how do I manage my overwhelm tips for managing overwhelm. They're searching for that. Now, if you've positioned your content correctly and let's say you've just written this or just recorded this podcast, then people will start seeing that very, very soon after. But it doesn't mean that in 2022, when they're typing it in, they won't see it as well. It will still be yes. brought up in the results and fed to people much yep. further down the line, as, as long as it's been positioned there in the right way, yes. in the optimal way. So I think, you know, that's an incredible thing that this this lifespan of, um, of content just, again, saves you time and just makes your content just have this, this long, this amazing long life. Um, and I think... In terms of that, you know, you again, you can't just leave that and never do anything to it. I, I would have mm. um, a sort of strategy part of your your um, your yearly kind of spring clean. Maybe you might have a time, that, you know, in a downtime. You never have a downtime in your business, but if you had a downtime in your business, you could schedule to go and update blog posts um, and make sure that the tips you're giving are all up to date and that the links are all still relevant yes. when you are continuing to send that traffic to your content three years down the line people are actually arriving on a piece of content on your website but it is actually up to date and has got the right advice in it so updating all the content um is really is kind of key to that strategy but some content that you create won't need updating it depends depends on the kind of content you've got 
Sure. And I mean, just updating something lightly anyway is, is like way preferable than creating a ton of brand new content all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Like create it really well once and then yeah. just get the most out of it. Yeah. And, and content planning is something that I've been spending a bit of time working on as well. And um, that's really helped me to taking one blog post and then uh, using it across the board um, on an Instagram post or a Facebook post or posting it into a group, um, putting it in my newsletter. And that really mm. does make the most of your content. So then if you can use that that strategy alongside Pinterest, that yeah, that's gonna be like gold. You're laughing. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. There's also I, I think um I, I think particularly with product sellers, if there's if if you have um, um anyone listening who has product we do. Yes. Sure you do. The other great thing about the platform is that it's a level playing field. So mm. because we go there with this um, with this problem in mind and we go and search for something or we want to find something to buy, we want to be inspired by the platform. Okay, so yeah. 97% of searches on the platform are unbranded, which means that wow. we don't go there with um, a brand name in mind. We go there for somebody to show us what else is available. So we mm. go there and search for, I don't know, gray ankle boots or um, brown ankle boots, whatever it is. Um, and we want to be shown all the types of ankle boots in the world that are available that we could buy and see which ones we like mm. and go and buy them. But if we wanted to specifically buy Jimmy Choo boots or shoes or whatever it is, we type in that name. We might as well go to Google for that. Yes. Yeah. So any business, whatever size they are, however long they've been going, um, they have as much chance of survival and, um, and also a huge success on the platform. I love that. Yeah. Because, and where that's different from Google as well, not just in that kind of um, the way people use it differently to search. Like you said, like if you wanted a specific brand, you would just go to Google. But Mm. if I went to say Google and said gray ankle boots, Mm. then I'm going to get the biggest hitters that can afford the like saviest kind of like advertising at the top and stuff. And you're not going to get that view of like, well, where's the smaller niche brands wearing these like beautiful little you know, Italian handmade leather boots that I want, you know. Yeah, and also you're going to just get a, um, a lot of text um, answers given to you and limited limited image answers. And then even on the image search, you're going to be fed um, a selection of things from Pinterest anyway. So you might as well start from yes. Pinterest in the first place. Yeah, yeah. I love that, that that makes a level playing field like that. That's quite nice for the smaller sellers out there or people who are just starting out and, you know, just want some more visibility, more discoverability, right? Yeah. Feeling like you're not that kind of small fish in a big pond. Yeah. You've got just as much chance of being seen if you're using the platform in the right way. Yeah, I think that's why it's always been historically a really popular platform for kind of homemade craft um, mm. sort of businesses and, and small, smaller creative businesses um, who perhaps have sold their uh, goods via I mean, um, Etsy and not yeah. street and those kind of things because they have that chance. Um, and I'd much rather go to Pinterest to be inspired than um, just be given the same old humdrum mm. things that my Facebook ads give me, to be honest. Yes. Um, yeah. Because they are very, very samey. And I, I know every day I go onto my Facebook and I'm just shown, I'm shown ads from really predictable brands. Um, yeah. And uh, actually I want to see a much um, larger um, uh, lot of content and inspiration. More diverse. More diverse. Yeah, and perhaps absolutely. I might want to also support smaller businesses and um, local businesses and so yeah mm. so there's so many that. reasons I love it for so many reasons and they call it the introvert's paradise and I'm not an introvert by any means someone pointed out to me the other night on a call which was quite um, but you know there are times I like to just sit at my desk and be creative and get creative and not be swept along by um, what somebody else is posting when and how many likes and mm. those kind of things so uh, yeah it, it's a lovely place to be it's it's the most positive place on the internet um mm. oh, and I, I um i i love that fact about the platform and yesterday uh, no saturday was uh, world mental health day and um i did an instagram post and uh noted that you know if you type in world men uh, if you type in mental health into pinterest it pops up with um uh, uh a suggestive kind kind of hug and it says you know if you need help with mental health then please contact the Samaritans and blah 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 and it does it has a I love that. Aspect mm. to it. not to mention the amazing technological as um, uh, features it has which just 
blow me away. Um, I have a lipstick here, which you can see. But if, there are tools now that if you want to try on lipstick and find the right one and order it on Pinterest, you can try the, the lipstick out on the screen. Oh, my goodness. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, it's a new augmented reality tool for beauty and um, for specific beauty brand partners. Um, oh, that's genius. So, yeah. Can you try out paint, paint colours on the wall yet? I don't know, but you can use paint colour. If you had a picture of um, paint on your phone, uh, let's say you took a picture of a particular square. I'm going to say Farrumble. Okay, let's take yes. If you took a picture of a particular paint colour on the Farrumble chart, which I spent a lot of my weekend looking at, um, <laughs> then um, if you uploaded that photo into a specific place in your search bar, it would go and scan Pinterest for any matching colour and it would bring oh, wow. that colour. So actually it would bring you up alternatives. So it might bring other brands and it might bring oh, you the Julax version, for example, to be a lot cheaper. Mm. Or it could take you straight to that colour and tell you what name it was. So if you were in a hotel staying with your you know, partner or whatever on your own, um, you yeah. see a beautiful lamp on the bedside table that you must have, you take yes. a photo of that and upload it into the platform and it will go and show you where to buy that lamp or lamps like it so cool it's isn't it so I love many, that. many cool features so cool yeah. oh i'm gonna start using that more because I, kn- I knew that it did that with the light yeah. the lamps not specifically lamps Visual. but that feature visual search, Visual search. use it enough for Brilliant. that and, and, and it changes and it gets better all the time i wonder if people do like sort of surreptitious photos of strangers in the street like I love this coat yeah, yeah. must have it yeah. I, I, I used to use that example a lot in my workshops you say if you're standing in the post office queue and you see someone wearing a really cool dress and you know it must be yeah. new then um you know take a sneaky picture of the dress and upload it <laughs> more often than not if it's a if it's a fairly new item um, and it's been put there by one of the big bigger brands probably you'll find it obviously if it's a smaller brand it might might not have been put there but um yeah it's a really good way of so clever items <laughs> i love that so other than <laughs> trying on lipstick on pinterest what what do you love to do in your downtime oh my dad in your me time um well i have a four-year-old so oh your you uh, time i should say your me time you know what i mean much of my time is spent um keeping the little monkey entertained um with but although my husband is um around quite a lot at the moment so he's quite good at doing that I, I, I do actually have to admit, I like nothing better than a house faff and style. Mm-hmm. We, uh, I had a new shelf and coat hooks put up yesterday, which um, I was very excited about. And then I set to work styling and arranging vases and flowers and pictures. And my husband thinks I'm hilarious. I'm just like, oh my God, what are you doing? And, <laughs> and he, he watches me and I stand back and I look and I move something. So I love tidying up the house. I love, I love kind of interiors and things and making mm. them great. Um, and what else do I do? I, I love playing tennis um, as well, trying to get back into tennis. And in fact, I'm trying to do tennis on a Monday lunchtime and um, it hasn't worked today. Um, but sorry, no, no, I've, I've, got, I've got lots of things on today. So um, hasn't ha- haven't been able to do it. But tennis um, and generally running, running is my. Mm. So when I'll read, I like reading. I don't watch much TV, but I'll, um, I, I read if I can in the evening. Um, and run is my main running is my main love that I love running as well I'm getting back into it at the moment I've kind of had a, a time off of it and away from it and just ugh, just the sense of freedom running it's uh, just love so it. good and you give me ideas and I talk to myself yes. a bit and make plans and uh, I just find it blows the cobwebs out totally doesn't it it's just it's it really animation when I'm running as well mm, yes so yes. it's quite it's good for that and listening to podcasts like like this one <laughs> hello if you're listening on a run yeah. we're I saluting listen, you I do I, was, I listen to yours mainly in the car but um also running love that um so I'm sure that everyone's dying to hear where they can find out more about you tell the lovely listeners about how they can work with you if they want to work with you, where they can find out more, all the things. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so I my uh, website, um, I'm just about to have a new website, actually, very exciting. But my website is at pineapplewhitemedia.co.uk and I'm at pineapplewhite media in all the places. Um, I have a um, Facebook group, um, so it's a fledgling Facebook group. So I'd love for people to come and join me there, which is the power of Pinterest. Um, mm. And I probably can give you the link. Or, yes we'll drop it in the show notes thank you and um uh, that so that's where i am um and as, as you said i'm mainly working with coaches 
course creators, podcasters, create uh, service providers, creative service providers. Um, and I offer, uh, at the moment, I'm um, just about to launch, I'm very excited to be launching a new coaching program, which is an eight-week coaching program, a real sort of hand-holding support package so that we can cover off all the aspects of Pinterest um, marketing and knowledge um, over a manageable time frame, so one session a week with added email support during the week. So that's my new service. I'm very excited to be doing that. So I'm, 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 I know that that's really going to make a difference to people and it's really going to be a way that people can understand the platform and make the most of the platform in mm. bite-sized chunks. With Pinterest, for, yeah. Pinterest for profit, right? Because if you can drive a ton of traffic, if you can like, well, you can save time and drive a ton of traffic to your website. If you've got your website optimized to profit from that, then you know yeah that's uh that's my my main offering and um i do work with some clients um on a management basis a monthly management basis but that is um on a kind of um email basis so if if people contact me and ask for for a discovery call we can chat over what the product or the service is um but there's only one of me at the moment so i kind of have to limit those um Hmm. uh, compared to the coaching so um, that's my main offering. And I have, I have a uh, lovely freebie, which anyone can download, which is also called Power of Pinterest ebook, which is a sort of starter guide to Pinterest. That's the best that. place to start, actually. But I love- Grab the starter guide, book a discovery call or a disco yeah. call, as I know you like to call them. Yeah. <laughs> a disco call. So, disco call, and um, then we can chat. Uh, I did so many um, disco calls during lockdown. Mm. And it was lovely, actually. Well, I didn't recall. They weren't really disco calls. They were half and half. They were more like chats. Um, these ones are slightly more um, laser-focused in terms of how I can help someone specific. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I'm also welcome. You know, you're also welcome to book a coffee chat, which is also really nice. Yay. Ah, it's so good, isn't it, connecting with other business owners? I think uh, people have, like, been more connected because of lockdown. I think it's really nice, actually, yeah. in a way. Yeah. You know, one of the kind of pros that kind of came up have come out of lockdown absolutely yeah no you're right I've done a lot of really lovely things in lockdown and uh, the last few months lots of lovely collaborations Mm. been invited to talk on um some lots of webinars um I worked with Enterprise Nation on a couple which were great and talking to sort of 300 people at once about Pinterest and Instagram I did some Instagram ones as well um uh, just for old time's sake and, um, uh, and I've done lots of Facebook lives, which have been great, and lots of Zoom calls for um, communities. Um, I'm, I'm always more than welcome to come in and speak to online communities um, as well. So Amazing. Yeah. Yay, and here you are talking to my community. I Thank am, you. It's such an honour. Thank you so much. Because having been the first podcast that I, um, I think probably the first podcast I ever listened to, well, certainly the first podcast that I we're going to say that. the first it's official the first podcast yeah. what i love about yours is that it's it's still twice a week isn't it? it's not at what? the moment no we had one re- recently when it was twice but yeah so it well it was, was twice a week and i love that because i knew i could tune in like tuesday and thursday with my time and at the point i'm still doing the school run uh, sorry the nursery run and i um i didn't have my office so i had a little bit longer yes. to listen to the podcast whereas now i I have to be, um, I have to say, I don't get to listen to them as much now mm-hmm. in the office all the time. It's probably just as well we've got one a week now. Then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, We're just fitting our posting schedule around you, Georgie. <laughs> well, I don't think really you ever do two a week. But, um, yeah, I have a lot to say. What can I say? Have a lot to say. <laughs> it's all great. Um, but yes, I, yeah, I think it was certainly the first that I listen to you absolutely you know every every week it would be a thing yeah oh it's been absolute joy and pleasure having you on the show thank you so much as well for educating me and for those of my lovely listeners who haven't known as much about pinterest like me you know i'm still i know a bit but i'm just kind of getting into it so it's been really like educational but i've also just loved speaking to you about where you're at and i also hope that it's really helped anybody who is feeling overwhelmed to know that that doesn't have to continue being the way and that like I've been talking about like Georgie has talked about you know it is possible to feel differently it is possible to get business motherhood 
in a place of balance. So thank you so much for sharing about that too. I really appreciate thank it. Thank you, Corey. It's been great. And um, thank you so much for your help and, and all your podcasts. <laughs> Thank you, Georgie. That was so much fun. And there we have it, ladies. That is a wrap on today's show. If you would like to find out more about the show, you can find out everything that Georgie just mentioned in the show notes over at my website, corriejavid.com forward slash podcast forward slash Georgie. And until next time, never forget, my love, you are limitless. for listening i appreciate you so much if you've enjoyed listening to today's show make sure you subscribe on itunes or stitcher so you don't miss out on any episodes it would make my day possibly even my week if you could spare a minute and leave a review over on itunes and because i value your time so much each month one lucky reviewer will win a free success coaching call with yours truly So if you'd love for us to pinpoint and then work through that one thing that's currently standing between where you are now and where you want to be, then definitely leave a review for your chance to win. Until next time, remember, you are limitless.